Hello and welcome to Braid the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And welcome to the show. We are we have lots of like I feel like we have lots of like Canadian regional stuff to talk yeah. about today. So that's kind of exciting. It is. Because you're going on a trip. I'm going on a trip. I'm going to Halifax and Charlottetown next week. So we're gonna parlay that into a discussion about Canadian travel, like traveling across Canada, because I feel like we've both traveled a lot, but maybe not as much in our own country. We're also going to be talking about um, becoming a more adventurous eater. Yeah, it's like an update from Raw Almond many months later. Exactly. So you can go back and listen to that episode <laughs> if you want. Um, and we're also going to be talking about the problem with Apu um, and talking as lifelong Simpsons watchers mm-hmm. and uh, how basically how that whole thing is is shaken out and how Hank Azaria responded to it. First, though, how was your week? It was really busy again. This week was the apocalypse. <laughs> this week was a bit of the apocalypse, yeah, for both of us. So we both had two crazy busy weeks in a row, just between interviews and stories. And I had a live music review in the middle of the week, which always just kind of throws me right off. Yeah. You're working late into the night and you're really tired. So, yeah, it has been a bit of a bonkers week. Yeah, I had a... Uh... 49.8 cover story that ran on Saturday about uh, the Winnipeg animation scene and just how yeah. how many local independent filmmakers we have, which is actually so many. Mm-hmm. Um, so I interviewed a uh, local filmmaker named Alain Delanoy, who he is his film The Talk, which is great, which you can see at Cinematech starting at... Um, Cinematech in Winnipeg starting on May 2nd. And I think it's running until the 16th. Like it has a big long oh, run. Because it's um, playing with a documentary. Okay. Um, but it has literally screened at like every single festival ever, pretty much, including a bunch of like documentary festivals. Um, and it's called The Talk and it's basically about profiles, like eight young men and them telling their stories about how they received the talk. Oh, like Birds and the Beads. Birds wise. and the Beads. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. Um, so it's, he did interviews with real guys. So they're like, when I think of, of the talk, I think of like a daytime <laughs> television talk show. <laughs> the talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. He interviewed a bunch of like real guys and then kind of animated to the interviews. Oh, okay. So That's like, really cool. Yeah. So it's an animated documentary. It was one of the uh, 63 animated shorts long listed for that category at this year's Oscars. Oh, so okay. yeah. I think I read about that. Yeah. So it kind of is leading with him and then talking to a whole bunch of other filmmakers as well but there's more than i could even fit in the space of like a pretty long article so Mm -hmm. yeah so that's cool um we also so i don't know if this happens to you during a really busy week but just when you start kind of feeling new and strange physiological symptoms oh yeah you feel the crash tiredness yeah (laughs) yes i felt the crash really hard on wednesday after I did the concert review, I got home from work yeah. and my eyes just stopped working. Like this has never happened before. <laughs> I hung my jacket inside out, didn't notice. Something fell off of one of the hangers and I was trying to grab it to hang it back up and I couldn't see it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was actually like really freaked out. And then I was laying on the couch and it like, I don't have a fan in my TV room, but it, like in my eye, it looked like there was a propeller oh going my God. and I was so freaked out that I just laid there and I ordered a pizza and I asked my boyfriend to bring me Dairy Queen. And that's just <laughs> what I did for the night. Cause I was like done bed at nine 30. That happens to me when I, cause I get migraines. Yeah. Um, so when I have migraines with an, what's called an aura, so sometimes auras can be, you know, visual. Mm-hmm. Some people have like auditory issues um but the first time it happened to me it was like bright squiggly lines 
And Ooh. I Googled it. And some artist actually painted what migraine aura looks like. Huh. like oh, my God. That's exactly what it looks like. Like, that's crazy. Weird. I hope I'm um, not starting to develop that. That yeah. would stink. And sometimes they can be present with what's called a silent migraine, which means there's only the aura, no headache. Well, that kind of sounds exactly like what my so. Wednesday was. And then I passed out so thoroughly <laughs> that the next morning my boyfriend's alarm went off four times and I didn't hear it once. And he actually had to like physically check to make sure that I was breathing because he thought I may have died because I just like was not, I was like comatose. That was me on Thursday. So I kind of like had finished my work for the day and we took the dog for a walk because Samson's six. So we took him for a birthday walk in the park and <laughs> mommy's upset because my dog's middle-aged. But uh, I came home and it was just one of those like, you know how when you've been looking at screens for a long time mm-hmm. too, you just sometimes need to close your eyes. I fell asleep as though I was under general anesthesia. Like it was crazy. Like I was like, I haven't slept that deeply and have fallen asleep that fast. It was like someone shot me with a dart. Like it was crazy. And then like my husband, he's like, it's almost six. I'm like, I don't know where I am. Like it was crazy. (laughs) So hopefully, well, you're going on vacation. So it'll be nice and rested. And hopefully I get back on a normal sleep pattern this week. As I mentioned off the top, I am going to Halifax and Charlottetown this week. I'm so excited. I can't even verbalize to you how excited I am. I am so jealous. Because I have always wanted to go to the east coast of Canada and I have never gone. Mostly because it's quite expensive to fly there. Well, it's that always kind of puts into pretty stark relief how large our country is yeah. when you have to fly from like... Yeah. It just... it's It used to be upwards of $700 to fly and for that price at the same time I could get you know to mm-hmm. New York or to somewhere that's like more showy I guess for <laughs> lack of a better term more fancy but now I'm finding having traveled so much um flight prices are decreasing in domestically mm-hmm. and I'm just I have this so this this huge urge to just see stuff in Canada well and I think that kind of goes to your point about like kind of the well it's like I could fly to Europe for that. Why would right. I fly to like Canadian city X? But right. why not? But yeah, because I think a, this country is huge. There's so much of it to see and it's so different. Yes. From each other. Yes. Um, and I've, I've only been as far East as Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Atlantic Canada is on my list for I sure. I am so flippant excited. And as far West as Vancouver. Or well, no, that's Victoria. Pretty far. That's Victoria. pretty far west. That's all the way west. Yeah. That's as far as west as you can as go you can in the country. Um, but yeah, I would love to go up north. Like, I would love oh, to. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also so many benefits of traveling domestically mm-hmm. that you don't need to worry about uh, money conversion because it's the same dollar. So you're. it doesn't matter what the U.S. dollar is doing, really. I am going to um, Niagara Falls and Toronto, like, uh, shortly after you leave. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, everyone. There will still be a podcast. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was kind of a big motivator because we're going to see Haim in Toronto but we are adding some vineyards in Niagara Falls because I actually haven't been to Niagara Falls since I was a kid so there again I don't think I've ever been to Niagara Falls yeah so I mean it's a wonder of the world why not go exactly but having um to not change currency was a big motivator for that it's true but yeah it's also just exploring in your own country because there's lots of I feel like it makes me more patriotic I know it's like Canada (laughs) (laughs) where's my maple leaf t-shirt yeah I'm also super excited because I have been saving my first lobster 
for the east coast of canada i feel like it's gonna spoil you forever i don't i mean i just felt like if i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. i should do it where they come from <laughs> right that and not sense. in this non-locked prairie, prairie city yeah. yeah because i used to think i used to yeah i used to think i had a, an allergy to shellfish because my mom and my brother both do and so i only recently got tested and i had once had a reaction real really bad reaction to shrimp so it kind of scared me and then i only recently got an allergy test done and they said i don't have an allergy to anything so we were actually thinking i feel like listeners should know of doing a live podcast from red lobster <laughs> when we were going to test drive aaron's allergy and yeah see if in fact she yeah. does not have one yeah, that didn't end up happening <laughs> but yeah no they did the little um pricker test on your forearm and the literally there's the control and then nothing else had even a tiny bit of reaction. I haven't had an allergy test like that since I was a kid. And well, I, it, you have to wait for freaking ever. And I remember it vividly because they had to do both arms because when you're a child, they, they test, everything, test you yeah. for everything. And I had a bunch of individual cotton balls with band-aids over oh. each like bit. I was just like sitting there sadly. And there was like some like little boy that was bothering me. And I remember his mom saying, leave that girl alone. Her arms are sore. And I was like, <laughs> they are. <laughs> But yeah, they tested me and like nothing's wrong with me. So I'm getting, <laughs> that's great. That's great news. So, so you're gonna going go to town on I'm some lobster. Just eat a bunch of shellfish. So and I have two requests of you on this trip. Yeah, I would like one of those Anne of Green Gables straw hats with braids things. Right. I'm I was so just jealous that, you're going. I'm just saying that I that one the two things that I really wanted to do other than eat lobster was go to the Anne of Green Gables house because we're going to be in that area as well ah, and jealous. go to the Alexander Keats brewery. Cause I do like a good pint of Keats. Oh, I have three re- requests. Okay. So this is slowly growing. <laughs> so bring a checked bag. Um, I would like a hat with the yarn braids because okay. that is the thing you can buy. I'm which I don't need because I've got my own carrots. You are already carrots. I'm newly carrots this week. That was yeah, the other thing. That yeah. We're both redheads now. Um, and some of the red, they have weird red roads in prince edward island did you know this i did not yeah they have like red it's like red clay so oh okay some of that in a mason jar and also a live lobster okay <laughs> those are my requests from your trip it's like your rider yeah those <laughs> are my riders i'll bring you like a plastic cn tower <laughs> great seems <laughs> fair add it to my collection of plastic junk <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so you've been a little bit more adventurous in yeah. terms of your palate i have and you know what it, i credit it all to you forcing me to go to rome <laughs> yes because once I ate all that, sorry, that's really disturbing. Because <laughs> once I ate all that stuff that I like would never have normally, yeah. in any normal circumstance, I would have been like hard pass on many of these things. Yeah. And I didn't die. No. So I feel invincible, which is a good and a bad thing, I suppose. So what has been sort of the weirdest thing you've tried? I don't know that there was anything sort of particularly weird, but I've just stopped asking for like at restaurants to like remove items from dishes right. so we went for nachos and i actually really hate olives and i've tried them in a, numerous circumstances but when you order a plate of nachos i'm just like whatever just leave them on it's fine i'll oh. just eat them and it's fine because it's covered in cheese anything covered in cheese is <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah it's uh i think part of it too is just learning to trust certain flavor combinations as well it's like mostly i just uh, trust chefs exactly that's what i mean <laughs> like, like you know we went to, i went to good. some kind of I can't, I can't remember what event but they had a ton of hors d'oeuvres and i didn't know what any of them were and i'm just like oh i'm just gonna eat this and see what happens see i seem to eat at a lot of places where the menu descriptions are just like what's in it it'll be uh, like here's the name of the dish and then like carrot radish <laughs> s- some word i don't know blah blah, blah. <laughs> and uh yeah 
it 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 always seems to be like my risk taking is rewarded more often than not exactly i have yet to get ill so that's There's, kind of my bar i can really count on one hand the times that i've ordered something and i've been like this is disgusting i still hate avocado though and i know that's a very controversial thing i've tried it in every possible form and i just hate it even like guacamole I hate it so no avocados are riding bikes for you yeah no avocados no bikes <laughs> um moving on to something that we both love which yeah. is the simpsons yeah although i don't do you watch new simpsons i haven't watched a new simpsons episode for quite some time no, i am like neither a seasons I. four to ten kind of girl me too absolutely mm-hmm. um so there was a documentary that came out called the problem with poo mm-hmm. um and uh so it's kind of been raising a bunch of questions about like, you know, tokenism and portrayal of people and, and how that changes over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, when the Simpsons debuted 30 years ago, it was 30 years ago. Yeah. So it was a bit, you know, a bit different times. They are a changing times were a changing. Um, so yeah. So it's comedian, um, Hari Kondabolu, um, he, created this documentary and what's really interesting about it i haven't seen it itself but i've read a lot about it right and it seems to come from a real place of because he loved the simpsons like that was a big it was Mm -hmm. very formative in terms of his own comedy like Mm -hmm. he grew up really loving it and for him having a poo be the only like brown character um it was yeah it was just kind of like this fraught thing and so brings up issues of tokenism the fact that a poo's voiced by a white yeah person so that's sort of the discussion as of late and then how does that evolve going forward because the simpsons is obviously still on tv i think it's different when you're talking about something that exists in a time and Mm -hmm. if the simpsons was no longer on then you discuss it through that lens kind of similar to how um i don't know if you saw it but molly ringwald wrote a great essay for the new yorker about no i didn't see that Rewatching the breakfast club and all the movies that all the john hughes movies she was in yeah kind of through the lens of me too but unlike a show that's still on those kind of exist in their time whereas right. this continues so yeah it's i appreciated hank azaria's reaction to it um he's as jen said the guy who voiced has voiced apu i think for almost the entire time or i think so too the entire time um, along with a bunch of other characters. yeah yeah he does a lot of other characters on the show and he basically said he would be fine stepping back from that role or helping to transition out of that role mm-hmm. uh to have it filled instead by a, an actual Indian person. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> like, and I know a lot of people would be like, oh, but it's not going to be the same. And I like, that's fine. It's fine that it's not going to be the same because it's good that it won't be the same. Exactly. I think, yeah, having um, a white actor essentially doing a pretty, well, it is a cartoon, but a cartoonish stereotype, like... It's and I I appreciate the Simpsons over time attempts to kind of make Apu a more three dimensional character mm-hmm. and like give him his own plot lines and his own plot like lines. That. Yeah, but there's still huge areas for improvement. And also just the fact that it there are such there's so much fewer jobs for actors of color, let alone voice actors of color, that it doesn't make any sense for someone who's white to be filling one of those roles that are so so sought after and exactly because so no one's saying that there shouldn't be brown people on the simpsons no but what they're saying is is that you could fill these roles with 
brown actors because here's the other thing like it's not just about sort of the portrayal of a poo it's also it's kind of forcing the simpsons to look at diversity among its yeah creative ranks so mm-hmm. behind the scenes so mm-hmm. other writers um i read an essay that i will try to find so that other people can read it um that was really interesting that kind of piggybacking on the problem with the poo but talking about the colors of people in the simpsons mm-hmm. and how really it's only non-white people that are like ethnic looking right and the simpsons are yellow so yellow is like a stand-in for white but what happens is is you make yellow like the yellow tone of like simpsons characters skin that becomes the quote normal and everyone else is another other yeah yeah so there's also um through that lens as well it's really interesting how and i mean when i was a kid watching the show i never thought of this stuff right no of course not yeah, so it kind of makes you reconsider it and how things can evolve that are still being made. And I was just saying to you earlier, I appreciate how a lot of this criticism is coming from like a place of love and not a place of like extreme rage. Yeah. Because I feel like that's also like a much more productive way to actually encourage change to happen. So also, I think probably Hari would be the first guy to tell you that it, I mean, it comes from a place of love because he loves The Simpsons. Right. And I think there's sort of this idea and we've, hit up a, against it sometimes too just through criticizing music or yeah, art or whatever um that there's this idea that if you're critical of something you dislike it or hate it or whatever right the opposite is true if you don't care about something you're not going to criticize it because it it doesn't matter you have nothing you, there's no skin in the game you don't care if it gets better but mm-hmm. i think when you really really love something then does that mean all of our online commenters love us so much they love us secretly (laughs) they secretly love us and that's why they criticize us so much well i think there's also a pretty wide gulf between constructive criticism (laughs) and like this is bad okay (laughs) thanks i can't do anything with this yeah um so, so yeah so i'd be interested to watch it now and see if anything if anything happens from this but i think the the fact that we're talking about it for sure uh is huge So for our final segment today, we're going mm-hmm. to revisit pop cultural blind spots. My, pretty much my fave segment, I think, other than the advice segment. Uh, wherein we get each other to dissect a show we haven't seen. So basically, yeah. I will read an episode description for, and, for Aaron, and, for Aaron yeah. and Aaron will try to figure out what happened. So today... <laughs> I'm really excited, actually. Our pop culture blind spot is Riverdale. Slash Archie Comics. Slash Archie Comics. Never read any of them. That is... That is wild to I me. mean I know what a double digest is but that's pretty <laughs> much the extent of, of my knowledge um I was obsessed with RG comics like that was how my you learned to read <laughs> <laughs> uh that was how my parents basically got me to go to the grocery store oh okay because they would always be in the checkout and I would always get like a new <laughs> you're gonna digest. say that's how your parents taught you about life <laughs> no <laughs> um but they do teach you a lot about life okay um but I was, I was always super pumped for a Betty and Veronica doll that just okay that was always the best okay um Riverdale is based on the comic book. Okay, that I did know. Um, and it's very like because that's where they soapy, live, like, right? Correct. Okay. Um, it's a very like soapy new show. That's like it's kind of like the OC meets Twin Peaks. Like it's I see. Um, first, let's begin with you telling me everything that you do know about the Riverdale universe. Okay. Uh, I know that there's an Archie and there's a Jughead because I thought that they were the same person for a really long time. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> because, okay, I know that Jughead in, very much enjoys hamburgers. Yes. And one time, I think I saw one of the comics, and Archie was also eating a hamburger. So I thought that they were just thought they were just interchangeable. I thought Jughead was Archie's nickname, perhaps. Um, you've also seen me eat a hamburger, but that doesn't make me Jughead. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start calling you Jughead then. <laughs> Basically, he's the he's probably the character I have the most in common. Does with. one of them wear a crown? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know who? Ooh. No, Jug Jughead. Oh, good is one. He, is, he, yeah. is he the king of the burgers? Is that why he wears it? I'm actually not too. I don't actually know the origin of the crown. Okay, and then I know that obviously Betty and Veronica, Veronica's dark hair and Betty is blonde hair, and mm-hmm. I feel like they maybe were friends and then were feuding, mm, or like where they were always feuding. No, they're like frenemies. Okay, because of uh. Archie? Correct. And I also know that Archie has red hair. Yes. Because I know that it's very controversial for a leading male to be a ginger, which I find extremely offensive (laughs) as a fellow ginge. But he's a big player because he has Betty, Veronica, and then the hottest ginger of all. Do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. Cheryl Blossom. Who? Cheryl Blossom. Okay. So, she, man, what a what a dog. I know. So and she's the redhead, so okay. blonde brunette redhead. Of course. She doesn't live in Riverdale. She lives in a different town Lake in the comic Dale? book anyway. Um, I think I for, Oh, I forget. No, but that's funny. Um, <laughs> you that joke just like flew right over your head. <laughs> so that's pretty honestly that's Streamdale. Yeah. Um, uh, that's honestly pretty much all I know is those four main characters. They eat a lot of burgers. They go to a diet a lot yeah do they drive in some kind of jalopy (laughs) it's like like an old car like i can't there's like a yeah i'm pretty sure there's a jalopy in (laughs) because every other reference that pops up in other shows they're always like piled into a car the diner that they hang out at pop tates (laughs) excuse me pop tates Pop Tate is the character. Pop Tate. Yeah. That just makes me think of potatoes. But I think that's and where. tater tots. I think that's where um, the Peach Pit on 90210 Again, is based I on. don't know what that is. I never said 90210. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, we'll bank that. We'll bank that for later. We'll come back to that. But yeah, no, that's. And then I know that Riverdale is based off of that. And I watched five episodes or five minutes of the first episode and I fell asleep because it looked very sinister. And I was like, I'm out. Okay. I'm going to read you a synopsis of what episode of what um this is episode three okay of season one okay there's only two seasons oh i thought there was more is there more coming out probably okay we're still in season two oh okay um okay are you ready i'm ready Cheryl is under a cloud of suspicion when new information about Jason's death is revealed okay jason that's a new name archie makes a decision that strains his relationship with miss grundy betty decides (laughs) to revive the school newspaper Okay, so they're in high school. They, they're, they are. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I thought they were like in college or like older. Um, okay, so we have Cheryl and we have Jason. Jason is a new name. It is a new name. Okay, can you repeat the, the line of Cheryl and Jason? I already forgot what the plot point was. <laughs> Cheryl is under a cloud of suspicion when new information about Jason's death is revealed. Oh, he's dead. Okay. Jason is dead. What new information could it be? Okay, I'm going to say that Cheryl found out that Betty killed Jason. <laughs> And that he drowned in the river that is in Riverdale. And okay. then, okay, okay. Okay. So then there was Archie and Mrs. Something. Miss Grundy. Was that a teacher, perhaps, that he's having an, uh, a torrid affair with? Maybe the librarian? Ooh. 
pretty good. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to say that he is sleeping with his teacher because he's too, he's, he's like a typical jock and he can't pass his math class. So he's got to sleep with his teacher in order to pass so that he can play in the big game and also perhaps maybe solve the murder. <laughs> and then the last one was, what was it? Betty, Betty revives the school newspaper. Okay, well, that's pretty self-explanatory. Betty obviously has a power thing going on and needs to be the editor of the paper. She seems like the one that's like the type A perfect cheerleader character, perhaps. And so she's going to just journalism it up. Ooh, maybe she wants to revive the newspaper to, so that there's a place to do investigative stuff about the murder. Mm-hmm. And then she just discovers who did the murder. Who did the murder? Who committed the murder? <laughs> uh, did yeah. she? Maybe she. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe she is doing this in order to kind of throw everyone off the scent so that she can investigate the murder that she, in fact, committed. Bring it full circle. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. I was trying to make it as dramatic as possible pretty, because it is pretty dramatic. It's supposed to be dramatic, like a soap opera. Um, so Jason is Cheryl's twin. Oh, and he is discovered dead, and they have to. Was it in a river? Murder, and it wasn't a body of water. I'm not oh, sure that okay. it was a river. Not too far off on that one. Maybe it's a river. Hmm? It's the river huh? of Riverdale. That would make sense. Um, Archie is having an affair with Miss Grundy. Uh, sorry also spoilers throughout if you haven't seen season one of Riverdale um except it's not to get into the big game it's she's the music teacher and he wants to be like have a music career question mark so is that the character that is played by one of those twins the one that has the good Instagram Sprouse Cole Sprouse or one of the Sprouses I don't know okay I do feel like you need to see the ridiculous casting on the show. Okay, I'm ready. This is what Miss Grundy looks like on the show. She's like 15. She's like 15. She's super hot. She's playing her cello. Well, it is a soap opera. This is Miss Grundy from the comic <laughs> book. <laughs> like a literal old maid. I know. <laughs> so that's the funniest thing about Riverdale is like the super hot, like... Actually, there's there was a think piece that I encourage y'all to Google about the hot dirtbag dads of Riverdale is basically like <laughs> that, all is, these, that is my aesthetic all the dads because it's like Skeet Ulrich and Luke Perry like all these oh, like God. men from the 90s who are playing like yeah Mr. Throw John Stamos like, in there and you're good to go honestly I'm sure that's coming any day now if he shows up in that show I'm gonna be I'll start watching um and you were right about Betty she is a bit of a goody two shoes with her burgeoning journalist and her iconic ponytail right her mom is also a reporter for like the actual riverdale is it called like the daily chronicle or something like oh i can't remember what it's called i know that the school newspaper is the blue and times times the blue and gold (laughs) and uh yeah she's like got her gumshoe reporter hat on but is she investigating the murder or no yes but you were also right in that she does have a bit of a dark side which comes out in so she absolutely did the murder no damn it <laughs> she did not i feel like she maybe did and you're just trying to throw me off the scent no <laughs> she did not well in my head betty's now a murderer so it's fine well it's locked she in. she could be a murderer but not, but not jason not jason who is now the twin of dun, dun, dun. cheryl yes locked in it's locked locked in, in locked in 
So you did pretty good. Yeah. That was actually not bad considering I yeah. had zero idea who any of these people are. <laughs> and that's been Pop Cultural Blind Spot. Uh, what are you working on? Nothing because I'm going on holidays. Oh, yeah. You're not working Boom. on anything. But no, I am. <laughs> of course you are. I'm setting stuff up for when I get back, obviously. Um, Cavalia is back in town. Yes. They put the tent up last week. I'm back, horses. On, I'm back on the horse beat. <laughs> um, so that starts, I think, May 12th is the opening day. So yeah, so coming up. Yeah, it's pretty much right after I get back. So I'm kind of putting in the legwork for some of the stories f- to go along with that now. Cool. Um, I just finished that big animation piece. Mm-hmm. We have a piece that we will be working on together that we'll talk about later in the month. But we're going on a bit of a road trip. Road trip. <laughs> um, that is food related. So of course. Because everything we do. How can we eat? Um, like I'm, I don't. Why, why am I doing this to myself? Like a month before I'm going to start trying on wedding dresses because, <laughs> <laughs> like, go size that one up, ladies, <laughs> size it up. Um, but before that, um, kind of have a few like more pop culture columns mm-hmm. on deck. So, um, writing about Tully, the new Jason Reitman movie that's coming out. I think I mentioned that last week, and then probably also going to write something on Dietland, which premieres oh, on yeah. AMC in early June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, I also always accept ideas for columns. So if anybody wants to get at me, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaratti on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Nyrebel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email us at BarryTheLead at WinnipegFreePress dot com. Any ideas for the pod or stuff for the advice segment, which we will be bringing back when I get back from holidays. And I will see you next week with some kind of special guest. Mm-hmm.